Hey guys, this is the second part to the research podcast. We're just picking up where we left off last time. If you haven't listened to the last podcast, definitely listen to that before you start this one. You're going to be really lost if you didn't. It'll be worth your time. It's it's worth your time. Okay, enjoy. Did you want to touch on Sohail about um, getting beat to publications? Yeah, well... While we're on the topic? Yeah, for sure. It hurts. (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you that it hurts because, you know, you spent four months working on this project. You have to pick something new now, right? Like, it has to be something different. Well, if I want to make any publications, yes. But, see, it's for the experience. It is, yeah. That's why it doesn't matter if we necessarily pick something new, (laughs) even though we're wasting money from the lab. That's what, that's, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it hurts. So, get used to that. It's a gamble. If you're going in for the publication, sometimes there's so much competition that another lab is going to beat you to your idea. So, like, for example, my um, professor had a sleeper project, which he brought up, brought out of, like, hiding because he was, like, (laughs) brought out of hibernation because he finally had a student coming in. He's like, here, work on this sleeper project. So, hail being the student. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, like, you shouldn't pursue a lab just for the sake of getting a publication because, number one, you never know what can happen. You may get one, you may not, and then if you're stuck in a lab that you hate because you thought you were getting a publication, it's like, that doesn't really make sense, so that's not a good And then you have to try and leave and stuff and that, like... Yeah. Um, like, I'll mention, just, again, I'm, again, I'm, I'm putting it because we're trying to expose everything, give you guys all the information possible, so don't, like, um, I, again, I got lucky with this because I had no idea this would happen, but when I joined my lab's prof, since she was new, apparently new PIs come to at least Dow have a 10 year or five year time to publish a set amount of papers mm-hmm. and if they don't then something gets revoked how many papers is it you know? I think for her it's five it's five in five years or it's 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 five in t- it's something like that and five That's papers in five years is wow it's ridiculous you have and, to find five things well like I mean she's had projects like, the reason years. why she came to Dow was because of um, okay I'm not gonna say all this but like she, she moved from the US to Dow Right. Um, which is actually a homecoming for her. But, um, and so she had projects that she'd been working on, but like she had to restart all of them, get new supplies and everything. Um, and so like in that sense, like she's trying to get a paper published as soon as possible. And we've made lots of progress in getting results because everything we've done has been kind of new. Um, like built it from scratch again because nothing's been saved from a previous lab, um, except for like foundational knowledge. Um, so like, you know, but again, the, the main thing with me is that like I'm not going to the lab for the sake of trying to publish that paper because I it, even though it's, it's going to be soon, it'll probably be after my time after I've graduated. Yeah. Um, because again, paper rush is not something that happens like within a night. No. Um, yeah. And I'm doing it for the sake of the experience and that the fact that I'm actually going to do what I want to do. So that should be your main deciding factor. Yeah, it's the same in the lab that I'm working in now. I mean, I didn't know anything about like you know, what kind of projects they were working on or like where they were in terms of publishing a paper. Uh, the project that I was working on over the summer, like there will be a paper relatively soon. But also, again, you never know what can happen, right? So it's not something that can I'm like... Paper soon? I don't know how soon. Honestly, like, <laughs> don't ask me. Like, I really don't know. But like, oh, I, it was a new project that had potential for a good paper. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I got from it. So like, it's an exciting, but it's not like, oh, I'm going to stay in this lab because of this. Like, exactly. I'm going to stay in this lab because I genuinely enjoy what I do and yeah. the people that I work with. Yeah. And I think that that should always be like a motivation and it can be really hard, like, especially if you're, like, in pre-med and you're trying to go down a medical path, like, there's so much, like, pressure around you to, oh, do this, this looks good, do this, like, no, like, 
do what makes you happy and what you like because at the end of the day if you you know don't get into medicine like whatever you don't want to sit there and be like wow these past four years i haven't done a single thing that like i genuinely enjoy for myself yeah. like that's why you should always prioritize that first as cliche as it is ingenuity is what wins it is, if yeah. you're if you're being genuine that's that that's money right there yeah, yeah. Okay, so we had a question about honors versus experimental experiential. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Learning courses versus directed research. So, do we want to just explain the differences between them all? And then um, the question was: Do med schools or grad schools um, like cherish one over the other? Yeah. um, So, just speaking from about experiential learning, I can speak to that one. Yeah. Because we all, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, we'll go for it. I'm, I'm the one doing it first. Well, Explain you're doing it. Explain what it is. Right now, too. Yeah. We're both doing yeah. it. But so what, what, is, what is experiential learning? So uh, it's basically the same thing as what you do in like just a normal studentship or what you do over the summer, except now the only extra things that you have on top of your plate is that you have to have a report at the end, which yep. is, for myself, it's like 30% of my grade is a report that I submit. <laughs> and... I also have a 20% um, section of my grade, which is an oral presentation just for my prof. It's mm-hmm. relatively chill. So it's a class. Mm-hmm. It's not full-time. It's like not, not exactly. full-time. Like it's a class. class. 84 hours a semester. That's yeah, and there, yeah, there's like a, perc- a set amount of hours you should work per week. Or exactly. You have to hit do you get well, to pick your own shift? Kind of? You do get to pick your own shift. You nice. don't have a set hour per week. Because, oh, really? Yeah. Depends because on the experiments It, it do depends on the experiments. Okay, it's yeah, 84 hours yep. is what they say. And depending on the prof, some will make you log that 84 hours and others would be more lenient with it because they're more focused on getting a result, right? They're Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to, for myself, he's like, you don't have to come in for this week because we still don't have anything going. The next week or the following two weeks, maybe come in more often than like what if you break 84 hours into just weeks it would be six hours per week right so it's pretty chill i've heard yeah. experiential learning is pretty chill course in general mm-hmm. especially yeah. if you're like if you're going to be with a prof like you've already done work with yeah. beforehand mm-hmm. and they know you and like because I, f- I feel like uh, for, for mine as well like i get thir- my 30 my actual greatest percentage is 35 percent of just lab work mine's 50 yours is holy shit. yeah oh my gosh um so basically the, the prof kind of picks how you get graded and stuff like that it, mostly it yeah. depends so like i mean if we're focusing on dallin like so you're doing the physiology one right Correct. same so um yeah with the physiology one your prof just chooses mm-hmm. um if you do like the medical sciences one which we have option two i think that's that one's set because there's only one coordinator um, and it's also pass fail so it's also pass fail that's less. true yeah and i was gonna try to say like with the research work it says like you know basic lab skills and if you have that already developed because you've already mm-hmm. been in the lab You'll have a much easier time. So what about people who don't? What about people who are going into their third year and they haven't done research work in the summer and experiential learning is their first uh, like experience in the lab? That sounds like a little bit of a gamble. I would say if in that case... So Hill, I think a lot it. of people do that. Like, I was trying to do that. What, you haven't told me any of this. Right. Thing. But what <laughs> I'm saying is for that one, I wouldn't do the one that's for a grade. Right? Oh, you do the I would do the, do the one fail? that's pass-fail. Okay, that's right? smart. The, uh, the med side one is pass-fail. And right. I think that's largely because it's like... Not getting in. That's to a the lot of people's of... first like interaction mm-hmm. with research, and yeah. and as far as like picking a supervisor for experiential learning goes, I would say probably follow the same thing that we explained for like finding one in the summer. Yeah. Like if you, focus yeah. on what you are interested in. And if, if there's someone, sorry, if there's someone you know, uh, like you know, you could reach out to them first uh, beforehand because that at least there's something for you to build off of. Yeah. Um and. Um, the other thing is, like, you know, if you have to, for example, do two terms worth of experiential learning for whatever reason, 
um, like, you know, you don't always have to start in the fall. You could try, like, just getting involved from the summer and saying, like, okay, um, for the fall, I want to just do basic volunteering with a prof. Mm-hmm. And then the wind jockey can take experiential learning gear. Um, and actually, in my lab, there was a student that actually did winter and then summer experiential learning courses. So if you had to do two terms, I know you compromise your right. summer. But if you give yourself, like, leeway in the fall and just, like, start doing basic volunteering, that's another solution you could do. Okay. Um... While we're talking about like the fundamental aspects of experimental learning, experiential, experiential <laughs> learning. Miss um, Answer, you were talking about earlier how some med school applications they have a section beside like each yeah. thing that you do if it was worth a credit or not. So do you want to touch yeah, on that? Yeah. So like, um, and it, this is it's it, it, the unfortunate thing with Canada and med school in Canada because. Most you know, all mostly all universities except for the Ontario ones have their own application, and each application varies drastically. Um, so, for example, with Dell, they actually have a box that you literally tick off um, after you write out a research. Uh, and it's actually not just for research; actually, for all your actually because like was this um, for course credit or for an academic related purpose? Um, so, for example, if you're doing experiential learning course, if you're doing honors, mm-hmm. um, you would have to check that off because you know. Uh, yeah. And, I think, did we talk about honors or should we... We didn't, yeah. No, that's okay. next. That's a nice segue. Does anyone have anything else yeah. to say about know, I'll just, yeah, I'll finish off that point about, like, yeah. so, like, some some of them will be that distinct and they'll be, like, check it off. Mm-hmm. Um, others will maybe expect you to talk about it in your description of the activity or some of them will just say, like, talk about it was it during the summer, was it during the academic year. Right. Um, but, like, for example, universities can also be that discreet and say, like, okay, or that, that explicit and say, like, it, was it for course credit and... Now is the, now the question comes to the fact that do they are they looking at that as a hindrance or mm-hmm. as something that's beneficial and you know I, I feel like it's it's a it's a fifty fifty gamble like if you if you have just done everything all your extracurriculars for the sake of course credit yeah then it sounds like you weren't branching out um yeah. and like you were just like okay whatever came to you, you probably did it for the sake of just doing it for a grade um, and then the reverse being that you, it's you could literally be doing it to whatever degree and they have no way exactly of measuring yeah how much and that and that's why like you know. You shouldn't shy away from volunteering in that sense. Like, don't think like, oh, why would a prof hire me for volunteering? Why would I even volunteer myself? Because in cases like this, it's helpful to show that, you know, you weren't doing it for the sake of doing it for a grade. Yeah, that you're actually genuinely interested in it and it's something Mm -hmm. that you, like, want to do. Okay, so um, do you want to explain what honors is and then just touch on capstone while we're on the topic? Yeah, so like I think the question that we got was honors versus experiential learning versus direct research. So honors is... um, when you do an undergrad degree, typically four years unless you're doing co-op, which is five, um, your fourth year is research-based, and it's where you do an honors. It's technically a course. It's actually like yeah, a it's course both semesters, right? Yeah, right. but it's it's research-based, and you are working on a thesis, um, which you then and a thesis is just like uh, for someone who if you don't know what that means, it's just like a, a point that you're trying to argue, um, and the the climax of that is whatever work you do throughout the entire year. You have a thesis defense at the end of the term, yeah, at the end of the you year. You have to where, like write a paper. Oh yeah, you have to write a paper, and like it actually gets like put into a binder and like permanently stored on campus. And like I've, I've been in rooms where like grad thesis on a thesis in like these massive thick binders, like 2012, yeah. 2008. It's cool in a way. <laughs> um, but yeah, the climax is a thesis defense where in, it sounds intimidating, but uh, as far as I've heard, like profs are pretty chill. Yeah. They just kind of like listen to you talk about it and then kind of fire questions back at you like, okay, what about this? Yeah. How did you test for this? You know, what did you do when you got that result? 
Um, it actually then, sounds exciting. Yeah, and yeah. If, if you're successful in that, then it's like all celebration afterwards. Yeah, like it's, it's chill. It's, it's so just experiential learning just for two. Yeah, and it's something like you graduate with honors, like exactly. it's on your diploma. It's, it's your diploma. So it's like it's like kind of if you if you've been doing research or like maybe you wanted to research in your undergrad, it's like something at the end to say that you did it and mm-hmm. you did a thesis and yeah. that kind of stuff. So the alternative, if you and it's not mandatory, um, the alternative for at least medsci, at least based on what we know, I we're assuming that it probably applies to other programs as well. But, but we can only speak for medicine. Yeah, yeah, like so the alternative is something called a capstone, which is where you're not really doing any research in like a wet lab or a hands-on experience, uh, experiential situation. Um, it, you actually have more courses that you take kind of lecture-based. Um, with exp- uh, with honors, by the way, you have a lot more like electives and room to mess around because you're going to be in the lab most of the time. Um, and I think the key thing with capstone is that there's a case case study that you do and you yeah. kind of publish like somewhat, I think it's a, it's a hybrid between like an essay and like some sort yeah, of like you analysis have to do, like, a presentation. or a presentation it's as like well. Basically yeah. you're, if you don't want to do honors in a med side, you do capstone instead to yeah. kind of make up for not doing an honors. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are you guys planning on doing your honors in the labs that you're working with right now? Or are you Great planning question. on, do you, have you thought about that at all? Yeah. I thought about it. I thought about it as well. Yeah. See, my first philosophy was let's just stay with this bra forever and ever and ever. (laughs) And his his publication book. Yeah, well, it wasn't because of that, but it's really do I feel like I'm doing the research for the right reasons? That's a lot of what Katie was saying. Right, so you're contemplating that now. I'm contemplating that. I like the prof. I like the level of work that I'm doing in that lab. Mm -hmm. And, but... You know, I want to maybe branch out and do something that I'm actually interested in that might take more time, but that's kind of what the, you know, okay. issue is right now. I I was contemplating that too, like finishing up the summer. I was like, okay, I'm not really sure like what my next moves here are. I do think I want to go back to the lab that I was working in last summer because I really enjoyed it. But I was like, I don't want this to be my only research experience that I have in my undergrad. Yeah. So I talked to my prof about experiential learning and like if I should use that as an outlet to get other research experience while I can and and they were like yeah like I totally support if you want to do experiential learning in a different lab or like when you want to come back here or like whatever so now my plan is to do experiential learning in a different lab that I had some interest in and then be like okay now what do I want to do do I want to go and go back to this other lab for the summer and do an honors which I think is what I'm leaning towards in that lab just because I really like the prof that I work for and I think that's important Um, or yeah so I think you you do have some room to kind of see like what you want to do but eventually i guess you have to make a decision so yeah and sim like I'll, I'll be really brief here like like i've thought about it on geez like time flies and like even even though like fourth year is still a while away it's it's <laughs> like it feels like <laughs> i have to make a decision now but because yeah, you kind of have to you have to pick your courses and you have, this winter and you have to have a supervisor by then yeah exactly so you right do yeah so um for me like yeah i'd love to stay in the lab but i'm, I'm sure like by the time fourth year rolls around i'll still have things to do uh, even if it's an entirely different project than what I'm working on right now, but I've also kind of started branching out already. Like, sorry, if my prof listens to this, sorry, I'm not leaving you. I'm just sorry. Um, <laughs> like, I really love the work, though. I'm not leaving. Um, but like, just for the sake of yeah, like you know, and you want other experience, exactly. And like you know, we all have multiple interests at some time. Do you go for it? What's up? When do you have to pick a lab for honors? Do you say winter? It's I. You should. I'm not sure if it's you should be starting to look. You should be looking for profs to do your honors with during your third year, like when yeah, third because year you starts. Ha- you have to sign up for your classes in what March. You don't like uh, if you can find a supervisor. You have to have a supervisor before you sign up. So if you can find a supervisor before March, yeah. you can sign up for honors in March. But if you don't find one, like like for example, experiential learning, I didn't sign up for experiential learning till like August because I just didn't have it. Like I didn't have a supervisor picked out or whatever. 
So if you're doing honors, I'm assuming it would be the same thing, but you probably want to have one by like at least latest July because you have to start that fall on like a project that you're doing all year, your fourth year. And do you think like honors is comparable to like experiential learning or thank you or like doing research over the summer? Like, do you think that's comparable? I mean, so, like, actually, like, a student in my lab, uh, my lab, a student in the lab that I work in, sorry, it's not my lab. Um, <laughs> my lab. Yeah, yeah they, they actually, they're not doing honors because they did two terms of experiential learning, so they're just going to do the capstone. Right. Um, so, they probably think that it's equivalent, but again, like, as you mentioned, it's, um, like, when you, gra- if you do honors, you'll be graduating with right. I was kind of thinking, honors. sorry, not to cut you off, I was no, no, thinking no. about it, like, the other way, like, if you do honors... Or if you did research the summer of your second year, yeah. Like, do you think that if you did honors, you started too late, and then it's just like you just did research because you had to? I have. Oh, I see. Or I kind of know what you mean. I think people that start doing research like earlier in their undergrad, like throughout the summer, experiential learning, it may make it easier to like transition into doing an honors because Absolutely. it's something that you're already involved in, and you you may just like like say you work in a lab between your third and fourth year, and you're doing honors in that lab, like you get to start your honors project like throughout the summer, and I've actually heard of like people doing that because yeah. it makes it easier, but if you if you don't have any lab experience and you're like, I want to do an honors, like you can do that. You just have to find a supervisor, and it may be harder at the start because a lot of the time will be spent developing the skills and like figuring out where things are in the lab before where you really get started with like your experiments and stuff but like you can you can honestly go from either route like there's no like you have to do this before you do honors like i i don't think there's any rules like that no and, and if you're gonna branch out sorry Paige, no. if, you, if you're gonna branch out to another lab like it again to drive home the point that we were talking about earlier it should be for the fact that you were interested in doing something else mm-hmm. right it shouldn't be the fact that because like, if you're gonna join a different lab just before you start your honors and sacrifice a lab that you've been doing research in for a year that's practically suicide yeah. Um, like unless joining, the prof is chill with it and they support I mean, you. no, I'm sure, I, I, I don't think any prof's going to like fully disagree, unless they have no room to take you on in their lab. Yeah. But like for you as a person to try and research something completely new for a, a oh, thesis that you're yeah, developing yeah. and you're trying to defend at the end of the year, which it's is harder. not a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah, so you know, you have to value that. But if you're doing it genuinely because like you, maybe you know the prof, you were generally inter- you were actually interested in a different line of work than what you were doing before. It could even be the same line of work, just a different lab. Yeah. Right? Like then, yeah. It's, it may be hard, but it's possible. It's possible. Being really raw on the podcast, guys. So my <laughs> issue with um, my issue with research because I've been trying to get involved, but like I'm here on like scholarships. I'm here on loans and stuff. Like I pay to get through university, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Most NSERCs, most awards, you're getting paid like around minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it hard. It's not like I like I can't work a minimum wage job all summer. Exactly. And then being and, able to do research and like not get paid a lot is a privilege in itself. And mm-hmm. so like and I want to get involved in research, but I've been reaching out. No one yeah. wants volunteers right now. And I want that experience and then it's just all I get to do is honors because I can't spend right. my summers doing that. I know some profs are also like pretty big on conflict of interest. Like some profs will not take students in their lab whatsoever if they're teaching a course at the same time during that term like 100% no um, because they're like well it's, it, it, maybe they'll take someone that's not in that course specifically but if you're a student in that course and you reach out to them they'll be like not this term because like you can see where, where a prof might might be worried about something like you know just that makes sense right um, yeah. okay uh, is there anything anyone else wants to say about the honors thing 
No. No. Okay, so the last point from this question was directed research. So we actually didn't know what directed research was until before we started this podcast, and yeah. Stance Pants looked it up. So. Yeah, okay, so it's a great question. Um, so apparently, direct research is, again, the, the, the common theme between all of these is like there's a course with it. Um, and this one is actually five credit hours compared to the normal three, um, which is interesting. So I, I don't know if that means it goes on for the entire year. If it was the entire year, it should be like six because three and three fall in winter. Yeah, five is so random. But five, I, I feel like it's actually just one term and it's five credit hours. And five a term? Five a term. That, that sounds ridiculous, but so I, I mean, mean oh, hang on just one second. Um, We're looking it up. This is for for a third year student. A proposal for a three credit hour DRP direct research paper must be approved by the associate dean. By the way, um, while a proposal of four, five, or six credit hours must be approved by the studies committee. So you could up it. And the reason why this is, by the way, the essence of a directed research paper, from what we've understood through (coughs) slightly minimal research, but (laughs) seems like you are um, as a student trying to do your own project. Like, you find a a supervisor that's willing to support you, but you go to them with this idea saying, it could have been something like, okay, I read what you did in your lab, or this paper, I read this paper. What about this? I want to do this. And this, it sounds like an extreme, but apparently there's a way you can do this. And that's a great thing that Dal offers something like this. Um, And I guess the extent of how elaborate your idea is or how feasible it is or viable it is, you could up it and make it four, five, six credit hours and have it last the entire year. Right. And you're just running, like, you're like a grad student at that point, undergrad, yeah, doing your much. own, like, that's ridiculous. So yeah. maybe not everyone does that. I, I mean, should... like, if you have an idea. Yeah, if you have an idea and you have, if you have someone willing to support that and yeah. you go for it and 100%. Then, that why would you not go for it? That's why would ridiculous. You like, but I mean, like, I don't mean, feel like you have to do Yeah. That. No. There, there are other options, including <laughs> honors and experiential learning and working a lab in the summer and stuff like that. To yeah. Involved in research, this so. is, this is a... Like it's like all, the extreme end of things. Exactly. <laughs> so I think we kind of already touched on this, but it was a question, so I'm just going to see if we have any, like, extenuating points to touch on. That, that was is, a good word, yeah. Does it work? Okay. So. Um, so what are the differences, and do med schools or grad schools see similar value across these, like, honors, experimental, or experiential learning? Indir- I think we already touched on that. Like, do what you want to do. Do what you can do. I think I, I can speak for at least like grad school. If you want to go into like grad school doing research, you do have to have research experience in your undergrad. Yeah, I so, was looking into biomed eng yeah. too, and it's like a necessity. So grad school, you need research. Yeah, so I don't know if that means like mm-hmm. you need to have an honors or experiential learning or what, but like get involved in some way. I'm sure that you could talk to specific profs or like find that information out. Maybe we can. I mean, and so, it some out. programs <laughs> actually pretty explicitly they'll say a four years on a four year honors degree. They'll actually be that yeah, explicit exactly. and say like. You can't apply without an honors or a four-year degree. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in like a certain thing, you should look at like what the research requirements in your undergrad are and then kind of go from there. Yeah. Okay. So um, you were talking about DISP earlier, Ms. Yeah. Spencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to give a little synopsis about what that is? Yeah. So this is obviously a complete shameless plug. Um, but I feel like <laughs> I'm allowed to do it considering I'm a TA and like part of... Well, I, 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 I've been a part of DIS, but I'm unfortunately still a part of it in some ways. So DIS, as I said, Dalhousie Integrated Science Program is what it stands for, uh, exclusively at Dal, as in the name. And it's a first-year program for students that are, it, it's, it's geared toward if you kind of like science generally, but you don't know what particular field of science you're interested in. So like whether that's oceanography or earth science or bio or the actual, you know, inevitable med science. Um, you know, you kind of get to, sorry, the table, you, you kind of get to get a feel of, of all these different things through an integrated sense. Um, but the highlight and 
if you want to read more about that, feel free to go on the website or talk to the program director. Um, but uh, the highlight of it and why I mentioned it was that you do research in your first year. Um, and you get to do typically fall and winter term falls an asterisk because you do write like a lab paper and it's like a full on report like with introduction, abstract, methods, discussion results, all, all the jazz. Uh, you design your own figures as well. But it's like an individual study. Uh, in my year, it was the online COVID year. So I got to do a study on my neighbor's dog, uh, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a cool experience. And then in the winter years, you are meant to go into an actual lab with a professor and do some research that they have designated for you. You didn't get to do that? No, I did actually in the winter because COVID just passed enough where they allowed us to be back on campus and some profs are doing in-person lab work. Okay. Um, so I got to do in person. I was actually on my own. I was, on, I was the one student that was doing an individual project. Of course, so you just were. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, that's that's a cool way to get involved in research in your first year. I feel like a lot 100%, of students like 100%. don't have research experience until like after their second year. And and like not just research, but like paper writing, which yeah. is so big in a lot of second year courses. Um, yeah. Like I know with genetics, for example, they actually like have an entire session like in a week dedicated for how to write a paper and if you yeah. do this you already know that coming into it and yeah. it's a breeze that's awesome um, and, and at the end uh, the highlight again in the winter is a research symposium where you get to make a whole big poster symposium yeah and like it's, it's actually put on display in the lsc um that's and, like, cool if you honestly are interested for the, the dispers this year um no pressure dispers this year if you're watching this but <laughs> maybe you'll see a lot more people come by now um, but like you literally put up a post and you talk about it to people just walking by and, and it's so oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. That's a really cool way to get involved in research early. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the science fair. And as I said, like I did in the microbiology department and I wanted to carry that over um, into like my future years of research. Right. Um, anyways, but yeah, it's okay. a great experience. So wrapping this episode up, I feel like we talked about this long enough. So do you want to <laughs> just give a nice little synopsis of what we talked about? So how to get involved in research, reach out, see what you like to do, yeah. and just don't stop trying. Yeah, don't give up. Don't and, stop trying. And yeah. your ultimate like deciding factor should be what you want to do, and maybe if you think the prof is nice, that's what we said earlier, <laughs> but, then, yeah. but mostly just follow what you want to do. Don't be swayed by something that may look nice, because at the end of the day... Like, don't be swayed by anyone. Don't be, yeah, don't be swayed like, by anyone or anything. Rule of thumb, just, stay, just, just stay true to your, <laughs> your real interests. Yeah. Not one field of research isn't superior over another. The only deciding factor might be like awards and stuff if that's something you're interested yeah, in. Yeah, in certain departments. Um, research and publications aren't necessary in medicine, but they can never hurt. Um, honors versus experi- exper- <laughs> experiential learning. Versus directed research. We should do, we should do like the French thing. X. It's P B three Ariental. Ariental. Um. And what are the differences? And do med schools and grad schools see similar value across these? Research is research. At the end of the day, I think that's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. Honors, obviously, you have honors at the end of your degree. Like that seems like it has a little bit of a push. But like, if you have the experience, you have the experience. And DISP. If you guys have any questions about DISP, Stancers, like, right into that stuff. Send yeah. him. Send, send me all the questions. Yes. Send an email, and we'll get Miss Dancer to answer it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Tag yeah, if you, if you, yeah, if you have, if you know, if you have a younger sibling answer or just that is spelled M U. Yeah. <laughs> just put must. <laughs> yeah. Musty, moosey, stance pants. Yeah, if you, yeah. if you have younger siblings coming into university okay. that are looking at anyways, you know, you know yeah, the drill. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, if you guys have any questions for us about the podcast, questions in general, information about the hidden curriculum, fill out the forms. They're sent to all of your emails. Yeah. Fill out the forms, or you can just answer the email. You can DM the Instagram. Yeah. Reach out. Reach comment out. Comment on the Instagram. Comment. <laughs> reach out. We want to hear from you guys. We yeah. can't do this without the implement. Implement. 
and your input. <laughs> I'm Without tired. Input. I need to go to bed. Yes, yeah. just <laughs> engage. This will be better if you guys engage. And yeah, anyway. this was this podcast was literally run by you guys. This yeah, literally. Yeah, this See, inspired by your questions. Fifty-five that you minutes worth of fifty-five minutes. Just off of you guys. So, anyways, well, thanks for listening. Let us know if you have any questions related to today's episode. Okay, bye. <laughs>